Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to episode 15 and we are in season two of Mama. Way to sing. I love it. Started right off with a sing. We just love to sing, people. And I am sitting here looking at Rebecca and her mama hat and mama sweatshirt. I am mamaed out today. I love it. I love it. You look so cute. Let me tell them why. Because yes. the kids are home from school today. Yes. So it ain't no free day. It is all the mama things today. Okay, same. We have been busy in my yes. house. Yes. Why do you people need so much from me today? This no. is a day off. Can you just like have a day off? Yes. No. Oh, well, I've been making them clean. They've been oh, cleaning. get it. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. So I've been doing my mama just like y'all need to get it around here. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we took a break from the, we had some help keeping our house clean and we took a little break from her to for our budget to help pay for Caroline's five day a week. Preschool. Which is way more beneficial at this time in your life, it I'm is. guessing. It was a necessary switch, but man, I am struggling to keep up. I'm struggling. Just like with dusting and stuff that oh. I just haven't had to do. Where does it come from? I don't know. And it's gross. It's gross. All the dusting. All the dust. Hey, um, so... <laughs> Back to we why we're this. here. I know. Okay, so welcome to um, episode 15, and we are here to talk about a mama. So what we've been doing on every episode is we take a mom from the Bible, and we are bringing her into modern-day context and seeing what we can learn from her. And this mama today is a woman who has motherhood clearly woven into her even though the scriptures never explicitly tell us that she had children of her own. So do we know? So we don't know. It's a secret? We don't know if she actually it's had mystery. children. mystery. But we believe that what we've already looked at in the Bible, that motherhood is woven into the heart of women, whether they have children in their home or not, right? That's right. And so we wanted to take this episode to make sure that we honor those mamas. I love this. The mamas that may not have children in their home, right? That's right, yes. Because there are so many women in the Bible that are moms in one way or another, but we never hear about their children. That's right. You know, Deborah, Esther, there are so many. Oh my goodness. That You're right. I didn't even think about that with Esther. Incredible pillars of the faith, but we don't know if they had children or not. I think every listener right now is like racking her brain trying to figure <laughs> out which woman you're going to say because they're like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Well, and it's so, I think it's important for us to talk about because I think the identity of a woman is so often tied with marriage and children Yes, that it's important for us to pull back and say, you know what? That's not necessarily what God says is of supreme importance. Amen. God says, I can use you. I want to use you. I have given you this heart of motherhood, even if you don't have children in your home. Truth. Preach it. Okay. So our mama this week is Lydia. <gasps> of course. One and of your favorite names. Yes. And you know, I love Lydia because I have my own Lydia. That's right. And I researched this you know, like 10 years ago before we had her, because I wanted to know all about you the name. You researched her before you named your child, Lydia? I did. Oh I wanted to goodness. make sure it was going to be good. So unspiritual. <laughs> so unspiritual. No doubt. So, but I love it, and I love it even more now. So before we take her into the modern day, I want to give you a quick 
recap of who Lydia is. So we find her story in the book of Acts, and Paul is traveling through Asia sharing the gospel, and then is told by the Spirit to go to an area called Macedonia, which basically, like in modern times, would be the area of Greece. So You've been to Greece. I have been. So you've been to Macedonia? Well, technically no, because I was only in like Athens, Greece, but I've been in the country of Greece. That's right. Yeah. So he and his traveling companions follow the Spirit, and they end up in Philippi. And this is technically the first time that Paul ever goes to Europe. So he's been in the area of, like, um, kind of the Middle East, and then he's in Asia Minor. And then now he travels across the Aegean Sea, and he's in Europe for the first time ever. Friends, just know that I'm trying in my mind to imagine these places (laughs) on an actual map. It's okay if you can't do it. I can't either. And it's going to be fine. They crossed a river. I know what a river looks like. It's okay. It's an ocean. Okay, they crossed it's the ocean. Big. They crossed something really big. Okay. We good. They're Are okay. they going to the boot? No, that's Italy. Never mind. We're not in the boot. <laughs> oh, pass the boot. Pass the boot. Pass the boot. Okay. Okay. So um, then they end up there, and it says that on the Sabbath, they would have normally gone to a synagogue to tell the Jews about Jesus there. Because remember that Paul was called first to the Jews. That's right. Well, he was actually called to the Gentiles, but he That's wanted wrong. to go to the Jews. Right? Remember? <laughs> kind of had a little argument with God. So he would always try and go seek out the Jews and tell them about Jesus. And so they go, and there's no synagogue in Philippi. And so either they hear about or they come across this group meeting for prayer down by the river. There's your river. Oh, there's my river. And... Um, there's this group of women meeting there praying, and it says it's only a group of women. And Paul tells us. I bet these, it was a gather group. <laughs> yes, the very first <laughs> gather group. Paul tells this group about Jesus, and he shares the gospel with them. And then the Bible tells us that God opened Lydia's heart to receive that truth and that she was baptized. In and the river? Right then? I, yes. What? Yes. That's so cool. And then she gets her household which we don't know what that means. So I'll, I'll go on to say in a minute, we know that she was wealthy because the only thing it tells us right there about Lydia, it tells us that she is from Thyatira. I'm not going to get into that because oh, I can tell the big words. that'll make Come your on. head explode. And um, that she was a seller of purple goods, which means that she was a wealthy woman and she was a businesswoman. Remember that purple in biblical times means royalty, it means rich, and so she has this business where she sells purple goods, so she probably has people that work for her that dye the fabric purple, and then she's the one, the boss babe, that she's a boss babe. sells these things. Yes. Yeah. Girl. So so in this encounter with Paul, she comes to believe in Jesus, and then she goes to tell her household. So that could mean a myriad of things. The scripture doesn't tell us specifically, um, but it doesn't ever say explicitly son, uh, husband uh-huh. or children. Okay. Those are never mentioned. Okay. And um, then they are all baptized. And then she urges Paul and Silas and Timothy to come and stay with her. She welcomes them into her she home. She said bed and breakfast. Yes. Come on. And then we find out that the first home church in Europe starts out of Lydia's Oh my goodness, women, do you feel the roar inside of you? Just like, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that incredible? That's our girl. That's and our you girl, Lydia. Remember that Paul has he's just come to Europe. So she is the first convert to Christianity in Europe. That is awesome. Isn't that neat? Yes. Yeah. Down by the river in her gather group. Yes. Yes, she did. <laughs> yes, she did, Paul. And so that is the amazing story of Lydia. 
And um, I think it's cool for us to picture her back in, you know, that area of Greece where she was living. But I think it'd be fun for us to bring her into the modern times. Of course. Okay. So I'm excited to tell you about this. I can't wait to see what you You think. You got some nuggets, don't you? Okay. The TV mom that she is most like. So I had to get creative with this because she's not a TV mom, right? Lydia wouldn't have been a TV mom. She's going to fit into a little bit of different category. Because oh, we're not sure. Right. If she was, was. Exactly. Yes. Okay. 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 So I said, I think that Lydia was like Sandra Bullock and Miss Congeniality. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> Can we have the clothes too? Can we? Please. Do you, did you love that movie? I like, I have it on DVD. That was like one of the ones I bought because I loved it so much. I totally agree. I'm I, a pageant girl at heart. <laughs> I love it. I feel like anytime, like if I'm at a hotel or something and it like pops oh, I'm up watching on TBS, yes. I'm like, yes, yes, I'm in for this. Yes, I'm watching it. <laughs> I loved that movie so much. Okay, that's hilarious. Okay. Yes. So here's why I think that they are similar. First of all, Sandra Bullock was in a very male-dominated industry, right? She Was it FBI? Please, FBI, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like but she is chosen out of that. And then she... Right, she becomes in the pageant. And do you remember that she was like the rally of the women? Oh, for sure. They all loved her. Yes. They all wanted to be friends with her. She included them. Because she was Miss Congeniality. And then she becomes Miss Congeniality. Yes. And congeniality. And then she brings the hammer down at the end. She does. She's got. So she's a powerhouse, rank. right? Oh, total powerhouse. She's yes. a powerhouse. And I see Lydia that way too, of being a powerhouse. For sure. And so. I just, I feel I love like it. they go so I'm well in. together. I'm all in. Okay, yes. good. Good. Yes. I'm glad you like it. Okay, so minivan or suburban? Well, we don't know if she was driving anybody around. So I feel like she chose what she got to drive because she doesn't have to, you know, necessarily bring kids into the equation. That's right. That's right. So she's driving a Range Rover. Oh, <laughs> okay, Lydia, <laughs> let's just go for the top. Because. I mean, why stop at Toyota or Honda? We just going straight for listen, the Range Rover. she is a wealthy businesswoman. Yeah, she is. And, and she's a powerhouse boss, babe. If she was in modern times, I would have her living in LA and she's part of the Ooh. fashion industry. Oh, right. Yes. She's a fashion designer. Oh my goodness. She's right? driving a Range Rover. So she drives her Range Rover. The type of mom she would be, I feel like she's the on-trend mom. Oh, definitely on-trend. Right? Yes, setting the trend, making the trend, dreaming the trend. Okay, but we have friends like that, that are these mamas, and they'll have like this, you know, whole gaggle of kids running around with them, and yet they still look like super cute. I don't even know how they do it. I'm like, how do you even do that with all those children? Usually the children are really cute, too. And the children are cute. You're like, what? Yes. Did you start at... 4 a.m. this morning. But there's like a certain type of mom that can like pull that off. Yes, there is. Right? And they wear white. I always feel like moms that are on trend wear white because I don't even dream of wearing white. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to spill something on that or my kid's going to sneeze on me. Yeah. But they wear white. Yeah. So the on trend mom. Yes. So I feel like she's on trend, on point all the time. Okay. Her most often worn article of clothing, I think, is the blazer. Oh, I love the blazer. It totally <laughs> says I am in charge. Right? Yes. You can make it more casual, roll the sleeves up, yes. wear sneakers, or you can yes. have it, you know, with the sleeves down. It's a little more sophisticated. One of my work associates has a houndstooth blazer, yeah. and every time she wears it, I'm like, oh, yes. Yes. What do you have for us today? Right. Because you are speaking all the fun words. Yes. That's right. You have to be a little bit of a fashionista to no, pull you, off for the blazer. Sure. For sure. Like, I'm not walking around in a blazer. Whatever. I tried to do combat boots. You try to do the blazer. <laughs> Come on, okay, let's we'll give it a try. See. We'll F- see. FYI, I took the kombuts back. Kombu uh, back. Com- Come. 
fat boots. Mm. I know mm. we struggle sometimes. Mm. That's okay. I'm here Listen, for you. Listen, I feel like they made me a boss babe, but I also felt like I might rob a bank. So I just, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. So I let it go. Some people can really pull them off. For sure. But some people need to pull them off. The blazer. Lydia could pull off the combat boots. She could totally do it. She probably, right. She, yes. She would know how to style that She would correctly. know how to style it. Okay. I think for shoes or no shoes in the house... Here's what I think, because we're going to circle back on, she has all these people in her house, right? Mm, yes, she this does. This is a key part of her her whole personality is that she's Miss Congeniality, yes. and she's hospitable, yes. right? Yes. That's what we read about her in the short account we find in scriptures, is she has these people in her house. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about in a little bit about how we can have all these people in our house and still have boundaries. I feel like she's a no-shoes then. So she's a no-shoes in the house. Okay. She and Kate are friends on this. She coming to your dinner party in heaven? Well, listen, if she has light-colored rugs... This is a no-shoe house. And high fashion. You are calling out how she decorates, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So this is a no-shoes in the house. Okay. House. She got a cream rug. Don't yes. Don't spilling nothing on there that. There you go. Okay, her go-to dinner. She's got all the people that she needs to feed. Oh, say it. I'm just, I'm ready. Say it. Well, I see, but I feel like we've used this one too many times. So I'm switching to pasta. Oh, well, pasta feeds a crowd. What were you thinking? Uh, I thought you were going to say charcuterie. Oh! <laughs> We just did our charcuterie class, and what? I thought that would feed a crowd. That is even better, and it's kind of fancy, right? And, and trendy, and trendy. I think charcuterie is even better. Hey, let's put pasta on the charcuterie. Okay, you can have pasta on your charcuterie. <laughs> I just was thinking pasta because it feeds so many. Oh, people, it feeds so many, right? Yes, and it's yes. you know you can just everybody pretty much likes it. Yes. You know, and except you, you keto people, they can't be eating I it. I know, pasta makes me feel bad. So I was a little, so I like <laughs> charcuterie with pasta because then Kate has choices. So I can go to Lydia's house in LA. Okay. Yes. I can take my shoes off at the door. Yes, you can. And I can go have things to eat that That's right. I like. Okay. Yes. Um, Beecher Mountains. I, this one was really hard for me to pick. What do you think? Well, if she's living in LA, don't they have both there? They do have both. Maybe she's and, a both and. Well, and see, that's the other thing is truly Lydia in Greece, you have beach and mountains right yes. there. Yes. And so like I. Like the most beautiful in the whole wide, in the world. Whole wide world. I mean, LA, sorry, but you got nothing on Greece. Well, right. But actually their climates are similar. Are they? Yes. Okay. So I feel like it's both and. For sure. I feel like she she has the best of both worlds. Yes. And she has sure. enough money that she can be like, well, I'm going to go to the beach one <laughs> and weekend. And then next weekend I'm going to the mountains. Yes. Okay. I bet she goes to Lake Tahoe. Don't like don't look fancy trendy people go to Lake Tahoe. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah she going well, there. That's not far. Okay. Um her mom baggage. So what she's bringing into motherhood that influences her or that she's trying to overcome, I would think it's loneliness. Ooh. In her career, I just can yes. imagine the loneliness she experiences. Um you know, she lives in a male in a patriarchal male dominated business society, right? Right? Right. And so there's just not other people who understand what she goes through on a day-to-day basis, right? Yes. Well, and if she's down by the river doing this whole gather group, then it's like she's leading her family too. Right. And and so I feel like she, um, yeah, and in her life, because she, it, a lot of scholars believe she is either a widow Okay. And had children, or she's never married and has never had children. Okay. So there's there has to be a loneliness aspect there because she does not appear to have a life partner yes. doing life with her. Yes. You know? And so I think the most important thing to this mom is to be an includer. 
Ooh. And that's why I see her at the river with this group of women. Yes. And then as soon as she gets baptized, that then she includes her household. Yes. And that, you know, she meets Paul and Silas and Timothy and she includes them by bringing them into her home. Yes. You know? So I watched this show last night called The Home Edit. Yes. And the first episode was about Reese Witherspoon. Uh-huh. And she said that. She said because she was kind of an entrepreneur herself uh-huh. that she wanted to be an includer. And so wow. she's always looking for female entrepreneurs wow. to support because she wants to help build them up. That's so great. I think she and Lydia would be friends. They would totally. And I think Reese is in L.A. Yes. She probably is like a stylist for Reese. Oh, my goodness. For sure. Right? For sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, they're friends. I could totally see it. That totally makes sense. <laughs> yes. But I think that's true. I think when you have experienced loneliness. Yes. And you know what it's like to kind of be isolated or alone in your in your industry, in your walk, in your life, that you tend to be one of those people that like looks for people who might be outsiders or who don't have a group and you say, you come in here. Yes, I love right? that. I want to elevate you. I want to include you. That's awesome. Isn't yes. That fun? Very fun. Okay. So this Miss Congeniality, right? Ooh, that's like her nickname. It is. So that means friendly, pleasant, and warm. And we always think of congeniality as being like um, a personality type. Yes. But congenial is also used to describe an atmosphere. Ooh. And so it can be a congenial atmosphere that you're creating. So I feel like congenial and hospitable go hand in hand. For sure. Right? Yes. Okay. I'm totally rethinking that word now. That's so good. So... Congenial people are going to have that gift of hospitality, right? Uh Where they're warm and friendly and welcoming. Um, And, you know, hospitality is like a whole industry now. Right. Yes. Like, can like, you major in that in college now? Is that yes. like a thing? Yes. Yes. You can major in it, and uh, but it's basically the hotel industry, right? Yes. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about hotels because I feel like I want us to talk about like hospitality and a and a real easy way for us to talk about hospitality is to think about hotels we've stayed in and like what we liked and maybe what we didn't like. Oh. So Ooh. what do you want in a hotel? Fast service. Okay. I do not like having to stand at that front desk and wait and yeah. wait and wait. I'm like, how long does it take to look my room number up and give me the key? How long does it take? You know give what? Give me the key. I ask that same question when I'm waiting in line. Oh, this is so first world problems. But when I'm and when I'm sitting in my car waiting in line at the um, pharmacy. Oh, what are you doing in there? What counting are you pills? Doing? This is not the doctor's office. No. We're not treating you. We're it not. It takes forever. Yeah, what are what is happening? Yes, I think the same thing at the hotel. Yes, I've never been a hotel worker person. Concierge, uh, uh, receptionist. Sure. Yeah. yeah, so there's no telling what okay, they're doing. Maybe with. there's more going on, but I just feel like they're like, yes, just oh, like just we're a just moment. waiting. Yeah, yeah, yes, for sure. Okay, what else? So fast service. <clears throat> um, clean room. Check, check, check. I mean, I get that there's, like, lots of people coming through here, and I'm not totally weirded out by, like, other people sleeping in the bed. I just want to know that those sheets are fresh out the dryer. Now, do you think that hotels clean the, like, comforter thing? Oh, this is the big question of the day. (laughs) Do you sit on it? Do you pull it off immediately? Do you Lysol that bad boy? What is happening to the comforter? So, I like hotel beds the best that have, like, the cotton duvet cover. Yes. Because I know that that has been changed. Yes. Except that it's usually stiff, right? Because it's like... Don't care. I'd rather it be stiff and clean. (laughs) 
Because I don't, because then they'll have like that little runner thing almost at the end of the bed. That like Which, what little, is that no, for? What is pointless. the purpose behind no. the runner? You grab some gloves and you move that off the bed. Yes. Because yes. that thing is not yes. getting cleaned. My mom said when they would travel as kids that my grandmother would go in the hotel room with a can of saw and spray it <laughs> down. And they'd be standing outside having to go to the bathroom so bad. And she's like, nobody's going in there till I saw this bad boy. That's hilarious. Well, because you've seen those like. Oh, yeah. The 2020 special. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't be watching that. <laughs> like watching that McDonald's thing, then you'll never eat there again. No. Uh-uh. You got to know before you start these shows that it's about to change your life. Yep. Nope. Can't eat the pinkoos mm-hmm, from McDonald's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm washing my own glass in the hotel room before I use it. You wash, the, trust you wash the glass too? Yeah, I mean, unless I'm really desperate and I forget. But for the most part, yeah, I'm going to wash it. Because you think like if it hadn't been used that the person's like, I don't have to wash that. A hundred percent. That's what they did. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. I've never thought of well, that. Well, I think on the special I saw like I they didn't clean they just like wiped it with the towel that they'd been wiping the bathroom with (gasps) yeah sick out so (laughs) I'm about to start carrying my own cleaning supplies so for me with the cleanliness factor I want it to smell clean you know like where it doesn't smell dank and like pine salt no but just like fresh you know I know, but when you use all those organic things, there's, like, no fragrance Excuse to them. Excuse me. Like, okay. All those, like, green, clean, <laughs> organic. All right. My, Mrs. Thing. Myers Brown. smells great. Oh, I do love Mrs. Myers. Okay. Okay. I We're use Mrs. Mrs. Myers. Myers. I'm a huge fan. That's all I use at my sink now, Mrs. Yes. Myers. So, if they, I just want it to smell fresh. Okay. Okay. So, that's what we want. What do we do not want? Have you ever had any bad experiences oh God, at a really hotel? you really want me to tell this? Yes, I do. Okay. We went to the beach to stay with family and we had been staying in this condo place that had lots of condos for like several years and we got bed bugs oh i remember and my I thought just jake got it just jake got it because it was just his bed i'm trying to remember how old he oh, was that just made my eye he was like five or six uh-huh and hundreds oh. hundreds of bites like when we took him to the pediatrician because they itch and all this kind of stuff. Like, she called in all the other doctors at the practice just to look at him. Because oh, it's like one of those, we've oh. never seen this before. Please come and see this child. Oh, that makes me feel so ill. Okay, but listen, he was the best kid for it to happen to. Because he's did mine. Not, how did you and Greg not get it? It was just in the one bed. So the bed that he <sighs> slept in with his cousin, they both got it. But it wasn't in any other beds. So nobody oh else in the room goodness. got it. And then they changed our room. Like, we, we moved to a different room. But then you have to, like, literally wash every single thing. Oh, my goodness. You have to, like, put everything in exactly. the dryer and heat it up and yeah. kill the bugs and set your suitcases outside for, like, it's like COVID for, like, oh, for like two weeks, 14 so days. I'm having physical responses to this. <laughs> I've almost thrown up. I'm itching. Oh, my eye is twitching. I, that's, like, my worst nightmare. Well, I mean, for years after that, Greg, like every time we went somewhere, would like pull the sheets back yeah, and look the at the mattress. And yeah. I, I'm just, I feel good did about it. Did you see him on the mattress? Greg did. I didn't go look. I'm, oh. I was pregnant at the time. I know. With Judd. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think the Lord knows that I can handle these things. So I'm like, all right, let's, let's keep going to the beach. It's yeah. fine. It's Wait, fine. would you have been pregnant with Judd or Abby? I think it was Judd. Yeah. Well, then that means he would have only been three. Okay. I don't even know. Let's not even go with the okay. dates. I have Ooh, no idea what happened. It's probably shakes. Abby. I don't even know. But yes. Okay. So I was thinking about funny hotel experiences. Do you remember we got a weekend away together in Dallas and we went to stay at that nice hotel 
the W, something. <gasps> yes. Oh, tell it. Yes. And yes. we go into the lobby to go yes. and check it. And there's women everywhere in pink. Pink. So much So much pink. Pink, pink cowboy hats. Pink cowboy Feather boots. Feather boas. I mean, just all this pink. And yes. I immediately look at you and I'm like, this is my worst nightmare. We are at a Mary Kay convention. <laughs> <laughs> the Mary Kay convention was in town. It was. And the line was to the door because they were all checking in at the same time. Yes. And then we got on that elevator. Oh, it was all of them. And they started trying to pitch us. Oh, yeah. We Didn't we say, look, <laughs> we're not going to buy it so you can stop now. Like, I feel like we kindly said we are not. I don't know, dog. I don't think that was my most Christ-like moment because I was feeling very, like... I just told Kate to turn around and put her nose in the corner and I would take care of all the women in pink in the elevator because I love pink and we were going to be just fine. Oh, I could not handle it. It made me feel so sweaty being stuck in that elevator with all those women. But we didn't have a choice because, like, the only way... There were lines to the elevator. Yes. Yes. And they kept... Like, they had stuff all weekend, like hooplas and galas and meetings and interviews and lunches and... Every time we got there, they were going somewhere new with somewhere, their yes. name tags. And, it was ooh. high entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Way to go, Mary Kay. I think we ended up laughing about it towards oh, the end. Oh, we did, for yes. sure. It yes. just made me a little sweaty at the beginning, because I was like, oh, no. How many people <laughs> am I going to have to reject in 24 hours? We just carry a sign. We do not use Mary Kay. <laughs> we do not use Mary Kay. Oh, okay, I have, I have. here's my crazy hotel story. So my little sister, um, we are so alike, but so different. So she is the traveler in the family. And when she like when she went to Europe, she she stayed in India for months. She has been all over the world and she'll go and stay like in hostels and stay in like places where like multiple people are sleeping in bunk beds in a room and like just crazy things I would never do. Right. Okay? Right. But she does cuz she wanted to travel on the cheap. And so when she she had been uh Let's see, where had she been living? She she had graduated from college and was living in Austin and wanted to move to New York. Oh, let's and just do it. Let's yeah. just go. So um, she didn't have a house to live in, and she had um, no job. Oh. But mm. she had a friend that lived there that had a loft, and he said, you can sleep on the couch until you get a job. starts with a friend. Yes. I know somebody there. I'll just go stay with them. Okay. I mean, kudos to her, honestly. Like, I think she's incredible, because I just am not that courageous. So um, I had just had Caleb, and I said, well, you know what? I will... Help. Well, he was probably a year or so. And I said, well, I'll help drive you up to New York. So we had to drive all of her stuff and everything. And so it was a cool trip because we drove the whole way and we would stop and stuff. So we got to Nashville and we were going to stay the night. And I had been looking at hotels that we could stay in and stuff. And Mercy's like, no, we don't oh, need case to. bougie. You was checking out the bougie. <laughs> I said, I, she said, we don't need to book anything ahead of time. You know, when we get there, we'll just find a hotel. Well, she meant to put an M on the front of that instead of H because she wanted to find a motel. Oh, a motel. You know, something with a number after it, like a motel Where you park six, outside your door. A super eight. And you, you just know? walk to the two steps to the yeah. Yes, which was my first time in any kind of establishment like that. So we pull I'm already up scared. To this. <laughs> I'm already scared. Did somebody die? We They're pull blood. up to this like super eight and it's like, you know, $29 for the night. Oh my goodness right. gracious. Which you're like, hmm. That's some red flags. I'm asleep in the car. So we go into the hotel, and I'm just like, motel. We go into the room, and I'm I'm questioning everything, everything that is happening to my life. You ain't taking your shoes off, are you? Oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, right. Mm -mm. No. Okay, so we go over to the bed and kind of get ready for bed. I use these towels that are like sandpaper to dry my face, right? Yes, yes. But thankfully, they were white, so I felt like there was a 
possibility that bleach was used. So that was semi okay. But then we go to get in the bed and Mercy pulls back the covers and I see her sweep something off the bed. Oh onto no, the she floor. did it. And I look at her and I said, what was that? And she said, I, I can't tell you. And I said, you will tell me. What did you just sweep I'm off so of the bed right onto now. the floor? My brain is going crazy. And she said, I think it was rat poop. <gasps> <laughs> Under the covers? <laughs> what? Did you like, I'm out, I'm done, I tried, no ma'am, see you later. I mean, it. Marriott, where are you? I mean, I don't even know what you do then. You just, could you even lay down on it? So it was so bad. So I, she said she had a sleeping bag in the car. So I went and got the sleeping bag and I put that on top of the bed okay. and I just stayed in the sleeping bag. I did not touch anything that bed so had to offer. So she got in the bed and you got in the she sleeping did. bag? She did. Yeah, she did. All the points. Yeah. She gets all the points. No, she's amazing. Did you check for bed bugs? I mean, if we're talking bed bugs, it's probably in the no, hotel. I wasn't trying to look for bad things happening. There was enough already like presenting itself on full display. Was the air like damp and musty? Oh, musty. Just Ooh. that dank. Yeah, just nasty to oh the max. Oh, my goodness. I know. Listen, I have so many stories now. We're going to have to do a whole episode <laughs> on travel, hotel, motel stories because they are coming to my mind as we speak. All right, so listeners, stay tuned. We're going to come. Oh we're going to circle back around to this on another well, and time. Don't you know that they have so many good stories? They need to right? write in. Oh, we could, my like, gosh. read their stories out <laughs> loud. Oh, I'm dreaming this up right now. Okay, we're going to do this. I would love to hear we're it. We're going to do this. Okay, so do you know anybody that's, like, especially hospitable? Like, in your family, growing up? Yes. No, she's, like, on our team. Hello, yes. Jenny Worsham. Jenny Worsham is the queen of she hospitality. Wins. Yes. Yes, she wins. And Marsha Mason. Yes. What do you think makes Marsha so hospitable? I feel like they... Shout out to Marsha. This is the second episode. It is. She's the second episode. <laughs> I feel like they think of stuff before you do. Like, you yeah. don't even know you need it, and it's already there for you. Yes. Like, they have thought through what somebody needs to feel comfortable mm. Yeah. And they just have it ready for you. That's really good. Yes. That's really good. Um, do you think of yourself as hospitable? You know what? Years ago, I took this spiritual gift test. Yeah. And I'm 100% sure that it was on my list. Really? But I just want to confess to all of our listeners right now that I'm, I don't think that I'm hospitable. <laughs> I don't. I love you. And if you come to my house, you know what? You can come in, but I'm probably in my robe. It has not been cleaned. I don't have lemonade. And the dishwasher has not been run, so I don't know that I would trust the glasses. I just, I don't think it's my gift. Well, but I think you're bringing up a really good thing because I think that a lot of us think that hospitality means everything has to be put together. You have to have cookies sitting out and freshly made tea and everything. You don't? And I don't think that you do. Oh, tell us why. So here's the thing. I was thinking about who do I know that's really hospitable. And uh, when I was growing up, we had a family and we just, we would, in high school, we would just always go hang out at these people's house. And I remember that the parents would kind of be around, but they weren't like necessarily like trying to get in, get in our way or bother us. But like, if we were sitting around talking, they would just kind of just jump in. And I loved that because we wanted to talk to them. We thought they were cool, you know? Uh-huh. And even if it was like 11 o'clock and we're just sitting in the kitchen talking, she would come, she would get out of bed and she would always have cookie dough in the fridge <gasps> and, you know, homemade cookie dough. And yes. she would scoop some out and put it on a tray and stick it in the oven. And, you know, we'd have fresh cookies and, but it wasn't like overly planned or strategic or anything. It was just like, my doors are open and I'm so happy that you're here. And we're just going to kind of keep living our lives while you're here. You're giving me hope. 
Because I think that it actually makes people more uncomfortable when they come over and everything is just so, and you feel like you have to be like on display, right? Right, for sure. Because then you're scared to touch things, or if you move something, or you don't like, you know, when you go in bathrooms with those really pretty hand towels, and you're like, right. I really need to wipe my hands off, but I'm so scared that I'm going to mess up the design on the hand towels. So yeah. I'm like, should I use toilet paper? Right. I don't just know. Like, like, use your do? legs, your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what um, what do you think prevents us from being hospitable? Selfishness. Yeah, agree. That's it for me for sure. Because I would rather be doing other things. Yes. Than making you feel comfortable. Right. God, that sounds so bad. No, I mean honestly, you hit the nail on the head. I think that's you what sound it like is. Sound like an awful person. No, I don't think so. I think you hit the nail on the head. But here's where I started thinking about this because I think with hospitality, we think that it means that we have to like. I don't know, just completely reorganize our lives for others. Yeah. And I think the most beautiful hospitality is more about just continuing our lives and saying, you just come on in. Oh, I see that. Okay, that's good. No, that's really good. Because I do. When you say the word hospitable, I think stop everything and prep. Yeah. And you're saying, no, it's just the way you've been living. Just join me. Yes. That, it, that's good. Okay, good. That's good. Well, and I think the other thing with me with hospitality that freaks me out is that people are going to come in and like just, I don't know, you know, I kind of like things a certain way. Oh, no. you? <laughs> I don't think our listeners would ever get that idea. And and that they, as, what if little kids, that yes. little kids are going to come in and just like start drawing on the walls and, you know, I don't know. Except didn't you host all the kids for your growth group for years? You were the kid house. Well, so that's the thing is that started. And even now all the kids in the neighborhood come here, you know, my kids have friends over and everything. And what I just learned early on was when we have a new kid come over to play for the first time, I just say, Hey, we're so glad you're here. Let me tell you the Henderson house rules. And we just kind of go through, you know, we leave, I just say we leave drinks and food in the kitchen. Um, we don't shoot Nerf guns in the house. There's like a few little things, you <laughs> we know. We put the seat down when we use the restroom. Yes. But I just pick like three things, you know, that are important. And then if the kids are misbehaving or something, because I think we feel like so often being hospitable means we don't correct anyone. We just let them run amok. And I think when we're having kids over that it's okay to say, oh, well, in the Henderson house, this is how we do things. I love that. Oh my goodness, I kind of want to have kids over now and be like, these are the Bradford House rules. Because <laughs> it makes me feel like it's so much more doable, you know? Yes. And the, with my kids, I love for them to actually have friends over. It makes my job easier most of the time. True. You know? Yes. Because they're playing with other kids. Yes. So as long as they're not pouring a big red drink and taking it upstairs. I mean, who even has big red drinks anymore? Listen, I feel like we all the moms true. in the world have boycotted the big red drinks. That's true. <laughs> that's true we choose the white grape juice yes <laughs> but, water and even still things are going to happen right I mean Lydia and her little friend were painting their nails on my nice dining room table and spilled nail polish remover mm. and it like took the lacquer out of the table yeah it did yeah. oh nail so polish remover like that are gonna is that happen. a new Henderson house rule <laughs> We only paint nails. Where do they paint nails? Outside on the concrete? So so the girls now, they do it on the back porch. Well, there you go. Yeah, but yes. that, I mean, I should have thought of that before, but I just did not imagine that you could cause so much damage. 
with you nail know? polish remover. Yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, didn't freak out or anything. Just was like, oh, well, this is an issue. I think this is going to give our mamas freedom. I just think so many of our moms have young kids and they're probably thinking down the road. Do I want kids at my house? Do yeah. I want to be the house that everybody comes to? Yes, you do. Yeah. Because you want to see and know. That's right. Everything that's going on. And you can do that and be hospitable with just a few little ideas to get you on your way. And you can tell those kids at midnight, it's time to go to sleep. Yes. You know, they don't have to be making noise all night long and making your life miserable. You have to sleep too. Now you're talking about sleepovers. <laughs> mm, that's a whole other episode too. Y'all wait. We're going to do that. We're going to do a whole sleepover episode. Yes, we are. Well, and this is what I think we can learn about Lydia. Um is is this idea of being a person that's an includer, of yes. bringing people in. So here's something that I think is really interesting. This is this little second part of her story that we read in Acts, is, you know, she invited Paul and Silas and Timothy when they had shared the gospel with her. Out of her excitement, she invites them in. But it actually tells us that she invites them over a second time. So right after they are at Lydia's house, Paul and Silas, that's when they're put in prison. Oh. And then um, that's when there's an earthquake and the jailer yes. actually converts. Yes. And um, then the the government finds out that the, they're Roman citizens and they release them. But, I mean, if you can imagine the stink that that made in this town of these guys that have come in and they're causing all this trouble. Do you know where they go after they're released from prison? Well, Lydia's house. There it is. Yes. Because they felt safe there. They felt safe there. They knew that she would welcome them back. Yes. And so that we would be people that our homes are welcome, our spaces, our areas of influence, the spaces we've created are open to people, no matter if they're doing good things for us or if they are in a contentious situation. Yes. Right? Because that was probably a big deal for her to open her home back up to them, knowing that the government was not a big fan. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And this is the place where she lives and does business. Yes. You know? And so it makes me think about how we have people in our lives that sometimes it's really easy and wonderful for them to be around. And sometimes they need our place as a safe haven. You know, the word hospitality looks like the word hospital. <gasps> and a hospital is a place it for the does. sick and the wounded and the broken and the people that need need care and love. And we can offer that in our own homes, you know, that we can be a hospital for people who need a place to feel cared for and loved. So good. Because Jesus was hospitable to us. Yes. You know, multiple times in scripture in Colossians 121 and in Ephesians 212, it talks about how we were strangers and that Christ welcomed us in. That spirit of hospitality comes from him. And so even when we're struggling with being hospitable, we can ask God to give us that. He makes us hospitable. He makes us warm and welcoming. Oh my gosh. This is so good. I've never thought about any of this in this way. No. I mean, seriously, the hope is renewed. Maybe that spiritual gift test wasn't wrong. Maybe it's in me. I just got to get it out. It is. It's in you. And so if we could just lower the level of perfection, lower lower the level of what we're expecting of ourselves and just saying, just come on in. Well, come, and reorienting your priorities. What is this yeah. about? Is it about me? Right. And a perception that I'm trying to give off? There you go. Or is it about someone else? And that's what you're saying, that yeah. Lydia put the focus on others. Yes. And they were important and she wanted them to feel important. Yes. Oh, that, that was, was so good. good. That's my one thing. That's your one That's thing. That's my one thing. Yes, and that they come in, you know, even with you, buddy, It took. we've been friends a long time, and it's taken me a long time to where you come over to my house, and I don't clean before you come. <laughs> I don't put on makeup. I don't wash my hair. You're welcome. 
But it's taken me a long time. But anybody can come to my door and I'll greet you in my robe. Well, and I love that about you. (laughs) I've never thought of that as being hospitable, though. I've always thought of that as being lazy. It's endearing to me. I feel like if I show up at someone's house and it's not perfectly clean, that means that we're real friends. For sure, right? friends. Yes, no doubt. So that would be my one thing this week. And what I'd love to encourage our mamas with is just figure out how you can make your door an open door. And whether you are a mama with children of your own in your home or you're a mama in another way like Lydia, that you have ways that you can welcome people in, that you can be an includer, that you can be congenial and hospitable. Mm. And that when we're struggling in that area, we can ask God to help us, to give us that spirit that Jesus had that helped people that felt far off to feel known and welcomed. I mean, let's have some praise and worship right now. I feel like we just had a moment. That was so good. Oh, Oh my goodness. I'm excited. It was so fun to talk about Lydia, and we are going to keep talking about mamas the whole rest of the season. Uh, There are so many amazing women in Scripture, and we are having so much fun. And we're hearing from you guys. We are trying to find all these ones that we've never talked about, too. I think it's so interesting. So interesting. We've had such good feedback of people saying, oh, my gosh, I never thought of them that way. That's right. Yes. Yes. Thank you all for letting us know that you love it. Um, We would love if you would go and leave us a review every time you leave us a review that helps other people find our podcast so that means so much to us when you do that thank you so much for joining us and we can't wait to see you next time